To help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And remember, remember to, to think, think outside. Then we welcome you to our show. That's him. He's come for me. Get out of here. Please, most notorious family. Here to entertain and amaze the terrible tweets. Let the show begin. If it weren't for you. I'd still be falling asleep to the screams of the criminally insane! It's Gotham, baby! We all have flair! Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And we are back for a Gotham-y, Gotham-esque, Gotham-y, Gotham, Gotham-y Gotham, Gotham, thing. Gotham, Gotham, Gotham. So Gotham-y, I can scarcely believe it that's uh, so gotham that is so gotham and it's by gotham, the way baby. as usual uh, we're joining you at 8 30 p.m est on tuesday night the night after gotham airs at live.universebox.com with all our lovely chatters like Ma- mayor mcpang pants uh jimbo and uh, win just joined the chat room and win uh, so so hi guys uh one hi. Brief, one little note uh me and amory are actually going to see a postmodern jukebox concert Next Tuesday night. So next Tuesday night. Is actually going to be next Wednesday night. Yeah. We won't be here Tuesday. We you won't can, be you here. You can come hand We'll let chat. you know. There will be, be There will be signs. But yeah, so we're going to be uh, day late on our Gotham podcast Might for be next a dollar week. short. Who knows? Definitely a dollar short for <laughs> sure. But uh, Amory, you wanted, had a little something you wanted to talk about too before we yes. got started, right? We also have a little something going on. It's called Universe Box, the survey. Dun, so dun, dun. we realized that we've never formally asked our listeners, like, what do you listen to of ours? What do you what like? What do you like? What do you want us to just stop doing? Like, mm-hmm. please stop singing X, Y, and Z. So we put together a little survey. It's only 10 questions. Promise it won't hurt. Um, but if you go over to bit.ly slash UB survey, you can answer those questions for us. Yeah. And we'd really appreciate it. We're probably going to leave it going for like another mm-hmm. week and then we will adjust accordingly. Yeah. And we, we've really, <laughs> we've only promoted this on social media and we've already got a lot of good reactions. We got reactions. 15 reviews or people who participate. And you yep. know what? That's pretty impressive yeah, like, for a survey. I think probably... Probably the most powerful uh, feedback we got was that, uh, yeah, Patreon's good and everything, but we don't necessarily want to give you something every month. Could you put a PayPal button on your website? So all the websites now have a PayPal button. So if you have an extra 20 bucks, but you don't know if you're going to have 20 bucks next month, go ahead. Yeah, a little... if you want to donate to the cause to help us keep making great podcasts like this one, Legends of Gotham, do please it. do. That'd be awesome. We'd appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so uh, enough chitter-chatter, enough blibble-blabble. Amory, why don't we get started with the rhyming, riddling episode Summary. Who was the monster that got in Jim's mind? The man whose advances his sister declined. Is Yanni Bruce the destined dark knight? He's immune to pain and willing to fight. Will Penguin win with financials incentive? Will Ed prove he's worthy by being attentive? Is Alice's fall really that surprising? A fall through the window brings a new day rising. New day rising! Wow. Anne-Marie, what'd you think? Loved it! You did? 
Well, I think I think you were saying I, I think you were saying earlier that you know it, it was one of those episodes that you were just so enamored with you weren't quite sure. What to say I wasn't about sure it. what to say. I was just like I would start. I would like write a character and I would go loved it, and then I'm like can't that's that's not a point, Anne Marie. That's a statement. Mm-hmm. That's not a point. So I apologize for some really rambly ones, but that's what you get this week. Yeah, but I. Uh, but the better the- it is, the harder it is to like narrow down mm-hmm. what you want to talk about. Yeah. So. I really liked it too. I, but by the way, Bobby in the chat room says, "Who would want you to stop singing?" Who indeed? But I, okay, <laughs> let's go ahead. I'm letting him take a solo on that let's one. Let's go ahead and start talking <laughs> about this episode. I the first thing I want to talk about is the Hatter's Mad Tea Party. Uh, first of all, I I love this setting. Uh, an amusement park uh, works so well as a supervillain lair slash setting for a final battle. Uh, the park itself and the way Jervis disposes of the previous owner reminds me a lot of the killing joke oh. which we watched over the summer yes we did we have a review of that up yeah uh, yeah definitely over on this feed right on legends of Gotham. yes it was over uh, here yeah we reviewed the animated movie and batgirl and batman making out and stuff uh, uh, but no I, I i absolutely loved uh the uh, the setting it, it was yeah. just amazing uh, you know it really looked like there was another villain that should be there like, like a like a jokester Somebody who might go, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. But that well, was a really bad Well, thought. like I said, it, it just reminded me so much of the killing joke. Right. It was a little crazy. But, you know, comics aren't the only illusions that were made in this episode. Uh, there were lots of Alice in Wonderland references, too, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Well, first of all, the Mad Hatter. Duh. Uh, then the, the Tweedles or the Tweeds or whatever. I, I, the Tweedle Brothers. The... Uh, yeah, there was about. I just call them the tweets. Yeah, they call them a couple different things in the episode too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know the luchador wrestlers who were uh, Mad Hatter's henchmen in the episode, and there was five of them versus two. Yes. So yes. that threw me off because I don't know anything about the Tweedles. Yeah, I, I did a little – because I, I knew the, the uh, Golden Age and Silver Age versions of these characters mm-hmm. uh, where they were really more – they were their own gang. You know, okay. they weren't really associated – See, that's what I thought. I didn't think they were like a thing, but – Yeah, they weren't associated with the Mad Hatter to begin with. But in the New 52, they're pretty much, much exclusively associated with the Mad Hatter. Like oh. back in the day – you know, they generally what would happen is Batman would be fighting them and he'd think they were the henchmen. Then it would turn out they were the masterminds of the whole plot. Oh. But now they're kind of just the Mad Hatter's lackeys. And, and this that's the version I think they're going with uh, here. I really loved the luchador motif, though, yes. up to and including Harvey's interrogation where he's like, I will – Give your brother a bad funeral <laughs> by Basically, burning his yeah, mask. I will ruin his funeral. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bobby in the chat room points out that uh, they were uh, Dumfrey and Deaver Tweed, which is just weird because there was five of them. There, there were five of them, but uh, I think I think the main two were the okay. like the the one that I th- I think it was uh, the two that ended up with uh, Mad Hatter at the end of the episode. Were those two the d- yeah. Dumfrey and D- Deaver? Dumfrey and Deaver. Number and Deaver Tweedle. It sounds like an '80s like pop punk band or something. Something like that, yeah. Dumfrey and Deaver. Uh, okay, <laughs> but there were some other Alice references too. Uh, obviously, uh, Stabby Babs mentions a top hat and tea uh, when Jim comes to see yes. her. When he, uh, what, what, how did she put it? When he was uh, monumentally screwed. Yeah, he must uh, be monumentally screwed. Yeah, and and then of course uh, there's the Mad Tea Party itself. Uh, you know the Tea Party uh, setting. And then Alice's dress, which I thought was really just good, enough. but just enough. Yeah, it was. They could have taken it 
too far like some other shows might uh-huh. and you know they didn't they knew when to hold back it wasn't exactly disney but it looked like somebody went to a thrift store wanting to dress up like alice from alice in wonderland and ha- halloween yeah, for halloween absolutely so. and uh bobby in the chat room says i believe there have been multiple dumbs in the comics as some were killed off that's very true oh, okay that's very i think there have even been multiple ones since the new 52 started okay so uh, so yeah, uh, keep an eye. I wonder if those guys are going to be back. Uh oh, drums in the chat room. What What, what do you think? <laughs> do you, Do you think uh, they're going to be back? I think they will. You think they will? I think they'll be back. Well, I'm sure the uh, Hatter will be. If not, well, we know the Hatter will be because isn't he quote unquote the big bad of the half season at least? Yeah. yeah. Um. That's why it's Mad City. That's why it's Mad City, baby. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Uh, so, but it's I Gotham, do think baby. It's Gotham, baby. Oh, Flair. Um, yeah, so they'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like an awkward I, transition. Jerome does bring up a good point in the chat room, though. I, how about how Hugo Strange was reading Alice in Wonderland? He was, and he kind of implied that he was going to be giving some characters some yeah. assignments out of there. You or know, some and characters. I actually had questions about that because, so he was creating and he had that Alice in Wonderland book, but obviously uh, Jervis already existed. Mm-hmm. And at that as point, as far as we know, no, definitely as far as we know. I, I mean, that's what Alice said, but right. we we don't know if we can completely trust Alice because right. I mean, if she was influenced by Strange, he could have given her this whole backstory. He could have given them both a whole backstory okay. that doesn't match what she was talking about in this episode. You know, that's a great segue into my point here. <laughs> oh um, yeah, you wanted to talk. That's about actually Alice, exactly right? what I would like to talk about. <laughs> oh, Alice, we hardly knew you. <clears throat> Um, I would really love to know the full story behind these two, which is sort of what we're talking about. Um, Like, what was their childhood? What happened to make Jervis the way he is and have such this inappropriate attachment to Alice? Mm -hmm. And how long was the manipulation and the abuse occurring before Alice was able to escape if that really happened? I didn't even think about – I actually hadn't even – thought about the fact that Maybe if it really happened yeah. because most of the monsters believed whatever strange told them mm-hmm. so there's that yeah i also have some theories about how uh the mad hatter might might have come to be uh but i, I i'll save those for uh later on okay um well with the allegations of abuse that she made against jervis um it's very surprising that he isn't infected from her blood Maybe he has some sort of immunity to it since they are blood relatives to the best of our knowledge. Interesting theory. I, I mean, Definitely. it just feels like if it was abuse of some sort, scratching, attacking, smacking, biting, clawing mm-hmm. of some sort is going to happen. So yeah. I imagine anybody attacking me, they're going to get <laughs> I'm taking them down. So there will be blood. Uh- <laughs> there will be blood. But, okay, so how did she actually – again, like all my entire point is sort of like blown out of the water with your whole if any of this actually happened. But how did she escape from Jervis to get to it Gotham? It was all a dream. Right? It's all a dream sequence. Now. Jervis was actually <laughs> sleeping next to Su- Suzanne Plachette the whole time. <laughs> Um, so she said that she was hiding in Gotham before Strange captured her. Mm-hmm. Now, I totally get why he would want to capture her and utilize her blood. Yeah. But how did he know to find her and find her? I feel like it has something to do with the Court of Owls. You know why? Court of Owls rules all. You, you know what another possibility is? Is that, Vats. you know, Strange just had all those bodies lying around that he got. Maybe... Alice was dead. Uh, maybe she was she was killed shortly after she got to Gotham or something. Oh. And maybe he just uh, brought her back. He she was in like the the, the twelve chamber. pack of bodies that Strange brought down to Indian Hill. <laughs> and, uh, 
you, you know, and uh, I can't he even. just happened to revive her and had the Alice book there. So yeah. I could see that happening. Right. Anything over in the chat room? Amber? Um, let's see. I think we're blowing Bobby's mind. Yes. I believed Alice, <laughs> but who's to say mind blown? Yes. So, uh, Mayor McPeggy Pants says, who do you believe? Who do you trust? Alice or Jervis or Strange? You know what? I'm not None believing of any of them. Nope. No. Nope. And I really wanted to trust and love <laughs> Alice until, you know, hole in the theory. Yeah. Sorry for blowing a hole in your theory. You know, it's cool. Um, I should be used to it by now because my theories are not very awesome. That, 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 that's what I do. I, I believe uh, over the summer uh, a listener called me Nostradamus. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so uh, let's talk. Uh, let's switch gears here. We've talked a lot of uh, Mad Hatter, yeah. Alice, the gang. And uh, the rest. Let's talk about our normal crew of misfits here. Normal. I, and let's talk about uh, being the Ed Penguin needs. Uh, okay, so Ed's confidence has, has definitely grown, especially when it comes to Oswald. His actions in this episode are bold and decisive. A far cry from uh, season one and two, Ed. I yeah. mean, season two, he was coming around, but then he got thrown in Arkham, and it, it was like, yeah. But then he had time to himself to think. He did. And he process. Did. Okay, but, uh, you know, in this episode, like any good underling, uh, Ed realizes uh, that what Penguin uh, wants, an easy uh, win for the election, isn't mm-hmm. exactly what he needs, which is love and the acceptance of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Butch is a yes man uh, with mm-hmm. eyes on carving out his own piece of Penguin's empire, I I thought it was interesting how Butch got a little shady and a little hubristic yes. in this episode. Because uh, uh, as a, I said on Twitter when we were live tweeting, uh, you know, Butch doesn't make a good boss. He makes a really good henchman. You yes. Know? And you should know that by now because he's tried like three times, which I will talk about more later. Yeah. Every time he tries to be a boss, he fails. Uh, you know, but Ed sees himself more as Penguin's partner and knows that in order to get there, he needs to do more than just say yes. He needs mm-hmm. to give Penguin what he needs, not necessarily what he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Ed earns his place as Penguin's partner, although an acceptance speech seems like a really odd place to announce who your chief of staff is going to be. Yes, but they're, they don't do anything normal. Yeah. They, like they, it's not, it's Gotham, baby. Like, we don't do anything <laughs> normal. Plus, it kind of condenses it down. You get that big reveal. Um, seeing as how yeah. the election was a whole, mm-hmm. like, week that, mm-hmm. first of all, can we get that in reality? <laughs> because I'm done. But, <laughs> Um, you know, like we, I actually assumed that this was going to stretch out over at least like two or three episodes, Mm -hmm. you know, get a little jab here, a little jab there. Yeah. You know, maybe actually get a political ad of some sort from one or both of them. But it it was a quick election though, which I guess, you know, municipal elections and things like that, especially when they're, they're called, they're They're called out for, yeah. They're started like this one was kind of go pretty quickly. Yeah, I guess they had to. Uh, But, you know, back to Ed. uh, Sorry. What will he do with his newfound power as a – was it a chief of staff or yes, deputy Yes, he's mayor? chief of yeah. staff. Uh, is he really committed to Penguin like it appears or does he have other plans and this was the smartest way to get there? Ding, 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 ding. He totally has other plans but I think he's going to ride on the Penguin's coattails for a little while. Definitely. Just the way he did in the GCPD. Like he, mm-hmm. he laid low. He did what he needed to do to get by yeah. with a little bit of his own stuff here and a little of his own stuff there. And I think that's what we're going to 
going to get now. We're already really seeing that mm-hmm. by him taking back all of the money without telling anybody and paying off the little girl to like smash Penguin's <laughs> self-esteem for a second. I totally thought that little girl was getting killed. Oh, I know. But she was precious. I, no, I, I definitely, though, it's interesting, though, because season one, Ed was Penguin fanboy. Season mm-hmm. two, there, were, there was a, some affection there and a little bit of an odd couple thing going on. And now Ed seems almost cold to him in a way. I, I, I mean, obviously, he's doing things that benefit Penguin. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like there's something underneath the surface kind of fueling that. Yeah. You know, it, it's not surprising, though, that Penguin wins the mayorship in Gotham. Gotham is mostly criminals, and they all apparently vote as uh, the— That is pretty impressive. The guys in the Bang Bang Room. Uh, oh, the Bang Bang Room. The Bang Bang Room said to Cat that they were all, like— pulling for penguin mm-hmm. uh penguin thought the decent people would vote against him but there aren't that many decent people left in god no and really like over the past two years what have we really seen for mayor james <laughs> he's had his head in a box and he and he lost the last election to galavan actually he wasn't <laughs> even there galavan took the last one so yeah i mean so they've been going without a mayor since galavan died mm-hmm. i think maybe maybe Maybe. I don't really know. Well, I think before Galavan died, or slightly before. I right think. around there. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, mm-hmm. it's weird. And this election <laughs> should have happened six months ago. Over in the chat room, uh, Jerome says, what about how Gotham took the Batman Returns road by making Penguin mayor? That is a plot point from Batman Returns. It definitely mm-hmm. – there's a lot of drawing – pulling from Batman Returns in Gotham yeah. for sure. Um, Mayor McPengy Pants says, weird gifts are given. The sanity certificates – Definitely. Which I think I thought was Signs really of affection. It was it was precious. They were you know framed. They're going to be hung in their offices. Yeah, yeah. and uh, a couple people are saying that you know, uh, well, Butch has or saying that Ed may be manipulating Penguin. Um, Ed is going to throw Penguin under the bus at some point. So a totally. lot of people agreeing with that. And Jerome also says the new episodes are going to be called "Fall of the White Rabbit" and "The Red Queen." So it looks like the Hatter is far from over. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I don't. Did they catch him? No, they didn't catch him. He so, got away at the end. Yeah, um, yeah. it's far from over. <laughs> (laughs) if you don't get caught and you know what even if you do story ain't over um but another person who caught and released kind of i don't know i'm not good at the transition (laughs) so i don't know why i was created but i know i don't belong in gotham yeah yanni bruce you do yanni bruce though you actually completely 100 percent do belong in gotham but at what capacity? That's the question. Mm-hmm. So I have a love-hate relationship with a theory floating around that Yanni and Bruce are going to work together with Yanni being the Batman and Bruce being, well, Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce, Real Bruce being the Robin, maybe. I don't like that. I, yeah, I like that even less. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> like, it makes sense with what we've seen from them so far. But mm-hmm. I don't think Real Bruce is going to let that all happen. No, no, at definitely all. not. Uh, so there's that. Now, we have the Owl Lady and the Court of Owls are behind the creation of Yanni Bruce. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Nobody guessed not, it. Nobody knew that nope. was coming. No, nope, not, not at all. But the question is, what do they really want to do with him? Are they going to use him to trick the citizens of Gotham? Is it even going to work? Will he do it willingly? Because mm-hmm. I could see the trick working for a little while just like it did with Selena, but then there's going to be, he doesn't have the backstory. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have, like, Strange wasn't able to implant 
all of the backstory for him to know, like, even the clay-faced Jim Gordon knew a little more than this guy. Yeah, he's really just a blank slate. He is. He's just like a dude who knows the name Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I feel like after spending a few days with Bruce, kind of, in the life and all that... He's not really going to do this job willingly. That's part of the reason he was trying to leave. Yeah. He wants out of Gotham. He's like, you know what? No, I'm good. Not my kind of town. Not my tea. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> um, but he Another can't. Alice reference. Go yeah, ahead. You're welcome. That's what it was there for. <laughs> um, but I don't think he's going to want to impersonate him, especially because they now have that relationship. Uh-huh. So I think this is going to be interesting, especially since they drugged him and dragged him into a car. Yes. Right there. He's not going to want to do it willingly. <laughs> like if they would just said, hey, we need you to do a thing. Mm-hmm. He might have been a little bit more receptive to say. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I have some thoughts on uh, Yanni sure. Bruce coming up, including a name change. No. Uh, but uh, no. we do have a couple things in the chat room here. Uh, you know, badass Yanni Bruce uh, and, and things of that nature. Very true. He is. He is a total badass. Uh, but before uh, we move on with all that stuff, we wanted to tell you a little bit about our Patreon. Anne-Marie, uh, what is Patreon? Patreon is a way for you to help support our podcast. Okay. <laughs> good, <laughs> Sorry. It was the way read. you asked. I was like, I yeah. feel like this is what I need to. No. But, Patreon is a way for you to help make a monthly donation towards all of our show. Legends mm-hmm. of Gotham, Universe Box, We're So Lost. Um, and it just, you know, it helps keeps the lights on, keeps us chugging along and putting out new and yeah. better content, which is what we're really aiming mm-hmm. to do. Remember, go take the survey, bit.ly slash UV survey. <laughs> and, and you know what? I think, I think what? that's probably good. Uh, one thing is oh. though, is that we, uh, we do give certain bonuses if you, for certain support levels. The most important of them is the $5 star patrons club where we will read your name on every episode of every podcast we do. If you give $5 or, or more, more per month, uh, we have a bunch of people who have done this and you know, they've all written us personally and mm-hmm. said that, you know, uh, the opposite sex or the same sex, if depending, find them very attractive. Uh, they're jogging much longer than they used to. Their their acne has cleared up. And all because they're a member of the $5 Star Patrons Club. Uh, we want to thank all of you guys right now. Jason Ritter, Becca Baca, Angel Kelsey, Monica Jones, Sage of Earth, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, Lisa Babick, uh, Karen uh, Horlatcher. That's a new one. Yeah. Hey, and what's Hope, up, Karen? Hope Molinax. Uh, we love all of you guys. Thank you for being members of the uh, $5 Star Patrons Club. Love and you. we love you. Love you. You're gonna live forever. If you want to become a member of the Star Five Dollar Star Patrons Club, patreon.com slash universe box. And, and to remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Okay, uh next up, before we get back to the main discussion. Another, another next up. We it's time to <gasps> look at this joker. Joker, 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 joker. Look at this joker, joker. Look at this joker. Where we look at the references, uh Clues, Easter eggs, outright appearances of the Joker on Gotham. We've been doing this since season one, episode one, the pilot with uh, the awkward comedian I up on stage. It. I loved it. And we, I, I mean, we knew him so little. This is a very long page at Legends it of Gotham. It is getting really big. Just uh, click, look at this Joker up at the top. And while there wasn't really a good Joker reference in the episode, in episode. itself, we saw a uh, David who played Bruce on Gotham in and, case jo- she didn't know. and Johnny and Bruce. Bruce. Uh, he uh, put this out on his Instagram. Instagram, uh, just, uh, I think... During the episode. Yeah, during the episode. Or right before, it was like right around 8 o'clock. It, it's, it looks like Yanni Bruce standing in front of uh, that Joker graffiti we've been seeing around the show. Hmm. 
Uh, and he says, a Gotham favorite villain may be coming back to Gotham on Fox sooner, sooner than, than you, anticipated. Sooner than you think. Dang, I got it wrong. So I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get some Jerome sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah. It's going to be this half. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I thought it was going to be last night, the way that mm-hmm. – since the timing. Yeah, because he put it out right there, right out right on Front there. Street. Right. Uh, but – you know, it's going to be interesting. We might have some more Uh-oh, updates. Uh-oh, Jerome just quit the chat room. <laughs> oh, no. He's, he's off to Gotham. He's off to Gotham. But uh, join us next week for uh, as we more look at this Joker. Sorry, guys. We we were a couple minutes late getting into the show. <laughs> we were all thrown off. I kind of feel like we're still getting into the show, but bear with us. It, it, it's a little bit of an off week, but we're still being entertaining, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> I have a pronouncement here. No. Okay. Hey, I I am the one who came up with this name, so I am the one who can change it. I'm not following your rules. Yanni Bruce is dead. No. Long live Batty Bruce. No. Batty Bruce. No. No, Come on. The copy of Bruce Wayne in this episode, Mm -hmm. who we formally called... Yanni Bruce. Bruce. And I think we've converted a lot of people in the we have. to call it Yanni But he Bruce. cut his hair. It feels like it's time, especially because he has a much more defining characteristic now in that he's a lot like Batman. He yeah. shares a lot of similarities with uh, the Batman that Bruce will become. Uh, you know, he can push through pain. He's not afraid of a fight when the odds are against him. He goes in for the kiss when appropriate. Yeah, buddy. Uh, and he can jump off uh, <laughs> really high stuff with no problem. I'm really hoping that Wynn's comment of, ugh, that's dumb, is towards Batty Bruce. It, it is probably for the name change, yeah. But I'm going to call him Batty Bruce for okay. the rest of the episode anyway. Yanni! Okay, now some online have been saying that Batty Bruce uh, might become the actual – I've also seen him called Deuce Wayne. Which is oh, kind of fun. I don't like that one. Uh, but uh, they, they, there, but there's been a lot of uh, speculation that he might become the actual Batman that we know and love from the comics. But hmm. I really don't buy that. I don't Even though he shares a lot of similarities with the eventual Batman, will will come to know. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be the direction they're going. I think he's going to inspire Bruce to take even bolder actions moving forward. Now, uh, Batty Bruce says uh, to regular Bruce in this episode: For someone who has everything, you have no idea what you actually want or maybe you're just too afraid to take it mm-hmm. uh, so i think batty bruce is here to show bruce that uh what he could be if he let go of his fear because mm-hmm. i mean we even when bruce has been very bold this mm-hmm. season like when he was facing down the wayne board mm-hmm. uh he walks out of there oh alfred i'm hungry i need some, Let's pancakes. Get some pancakes yeah, yeah. Uh, so so i mean he he's uh he's walking the walk but he, he doesn't really have anything backing it up no. like it, it's all bravado so I, I think uh, Batty Bruce is going to teach Bruce to let go of that fear. Okay. And uh, it, to bring it back to a season one quote, fear tells you where the edge is. Uh, and for Bruce to become Batman, he needs to act like Batty Bruce uh, does this week and just jump over the ledge and into the next chapter of his story. So I think that's the direction they're going with it. I, I mean, obviously, the Court of Owls mm-hmm. has him now and everything. So who knows what direction it's going to go. But I think that's ultimately what that storyline is going to boil down to. We'll see, okay. though. Okay. Uh, Bobby in the chat room says, I do agree that Yanni should go along with the hair. No, Yanni forever. Uh, okay, uh, well, I want you guys to write in legendsofgotham at gmail.com and let us know if we should keep calling him Yanni Bruce or start calling him Batty Bruce. Yanni. It's up to you guys. Yanni. Yanni. <laughs> Yanni. Okay. So you want to talk a little Jim and Lee, right? All right. Yeah. Let's, let's just mirror, veer over to the side here. Not to be confused with Jim Lee. He's a comic book artist. Okay. I was like, I don't know who that is. So Jim and Lee, they really do want what's best for each other. Let me just lay it all out for you. 
Lee is able to get and process information from Alice that no one else is able to get because she is calm and talking to the girl versus interrogating her. Mm-hmm. She finds out Jervis preys on fear, anger, and regret. All things that she knows Jim has a problem with. Yeah. She's known this for years at this point. So when Lee signs off on putting Jim under a 48-hour psych hold, she has him in a position to finally tell him what she's found out. And, you know, the statement that seems to keep resonating with him, there's a difference between moving on and letting go. Mm-hmm. And since he can't leave, he actually has to listen to her and take it in. And it's kind of refreshing just <laughs> saying that he's actually listening to people because he's not going, and I'm on this way, and I'll take my check, and I'm stepping in front of a truck, and all that. So when push comes to shove, it's Lee's voice that helps Jim defeat Jervis. Jervis's hold on his brain. Jervis tells him he wants to be free of the pain and he's able to combine that with the information that Lee has given him to be free of the pain in a different way than had been anticipated mm-hmm. and that's by shooting the melodrome so <laughs> that it gets the bling it's all gone mm-hmm. somehow. He thanks Lee and admits Metronome you mean. Metronome? Melodrome? Yeah, you, you said melodrome. I don't even know what that I don't even know. I that's can't. like a big circus tent bouncy house thing. No it's not. I was just making I that I would up. like one of those. <laughs> um, but he thanks Lee and admits that he's trying to be happy for her. Okay, now basically I'm laying this all out for you step by step of the episode because I love it. <laughs> I think okay, – hey, bear with me. They are having an adult relationship. Huh? What? Mm-hmm. They are able to care for each other without being together, having sick and twisted interactions, <clears throat> babs, <laughs> just being awesome adults. This is just such mm-hmm. a rare thing in Gotham, people, that it had to be pointed out and displayed. Perhaps we should mm-hmm. make a flyer and pass it out at the next Penguin Rally. I, I thought it was interesting that, you know, as much as uh, Lee and I would say Captain Barnes, too, it had to do with Jim kind of overcoming this stuff yeah. in the end. I, I really think it I, it was more the Mad Hatter than anything because Jim was happy sinking into his pain and the Mad Hatter's uh, therapy, uh, hypnotherapy, uh, sort of pushed Jim to having to confront it if he wanted to live. Yes, but I think it was really Lee even putting in his head that, no, you've got you've to let it go. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was, I think it was a combination of all yeah. of that. Like yeah, the hypnotherapy therapy was, you know, it's a good and a bad thing, <laughs> but it was, you know, Lee that helped. I, oh yeah, definitely. I'm on Team Lee, and well, that's I mean, not I mean, a common thing. Jim, Jim credited Lee too, and I think any positive contributions uh, would definitely be Lee and Captain Barnes. Okay, fine. But I, I, I also think that maybe uh, the Mad Hatter was more effective than either of those positive contributions in a negative way. You mm-hmm. know, he he put something negative out there, but it ended up having a positive effect on Jim. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay, fine. Okay, uh, Mayor McPangy Pants asks, uh, does anyone think that Lee's current relationship uh, will end badly? I would assume. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Her, and Bobby and Jimbo agree. Probably probably going to die. Probably Somebody I, I would, going down. Yeah, I'm well, not but saying then, Lee, but... I know, but... So we're going to kill a Falcone? I don't want to be the person to pull that gun. Wouldn't it be the first time, though? No, no, wouldn't. Okay, speaking speaking of people dying, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Alice's blood drive in okay. this episode. Okay, so uh, Jervis constantly talks about how, and this is really my how I was saying before how I had some theories about how the Mad Hatter came to be. Okay, um, Jervis constantly talks about how Alice keeps insane, keeps him sane, but it's quite the opposite. So 
Why does he think that? If her blood brings out a person's true self, uh, as is stated several times in this episode and last episode, uh, then maybe he got exposed to it when they were kids, which let his inappropriate feelings, those really icky things that were kind of alluded to by Alice. uh, The incest stuff. Uh, But, uh, you know, but it let those inappropriate (laughs) feelings rise to the surface and kind of consume him in in a way. Perhaps. you know, and it's said in this episode that Alice is like, they're two sides of the same coin. They have similar powers, but in different directions kind of thing. But I, I, I really think as far as he's concerned, it's not really a power. He's just really good at hypnotism and manipulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with how crazy he's been so far, it'll be interested, interesting to see what he's like when he's insane. Because he keeps saying Alice keeps him sane. Mm-hmm. So now that she's gone... Mm-hmm. he's going to be insane. So I wonder what level of madness will this mad city get up to next year? Yeah, but that's kind of my... Th- what do you think about that? That's kind of my thought on I mean, I kind of, what happened to him, is that I he got exposed that. to the blood. I, I definitely... Th- I don't know how two children could grow up in the same house and not be exposed to each other's blood. I'm sorry. Yeah. Somebody's fallen. Somebody's, like, punching someone. Mm-hmm. Th- there will be blood. <laughs> um, and uh, Jimbo in the chat room says, I was surprised how much blood Alice gave up between what lee took and jervis took okay yeah i was like this is not a little amount of blood from either of them let alone from both of them um (laughs) she does need a cookie bobby Um, (laughs) bobby points on the charm that he was on team lee but he feels like she moved on quickly and then she tried Mm -hmm. to blame gordon i don't think she actually moved on that quickly because the entire time that jim was in jail yeah he was telling her to go away go away go away i'm not doing it i just go away mm-hmm. and you know what then there was the time after he got out before he really went looking for her because he was trying to avoid that so that was x amount of months yeah um and then when he finally does go she has already moved on which i think is completely okay mm-hmm. she doesn't know he was ever there he still hasn't told her that he did go after her and at that point i think it was a little too late anyway. it was a little too little too late yeah and there's no reason to tell her mm. kind of yeah, Until it, things go south with the Falcon. And b- back to these vials Sorry. of blood that Alice or that Lee and Jervis both have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like monster juice, right? So that, now that we, we had, you know, the monsters being released from Indian Hill, most of them have been taken care of. But now we just have monster juice. all these vials of things floating around in and Gotham. And it takes one drop. It takes a drop. So, so I, I definitely think that uh, we're going to see some more action uh, from that, including with a, v- a very important character in the series, Coming which I'll soon. talk about later. Coming soon. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, did we notice whether they recovered the vials that Jervis took or if Jervis took the vials with him? I would assume he took – I because I, I – I'm uh, sure he took – I mean – I almost remember one of the tweeds having the little case he had okay. all the vials in okay. uh, when he like – grabbed him from you know no my sister and he was like boom boom we gotta go you know i think i think he had okay. i think he had the case i'd assume i'm just i thought it was curious curiouser and curiouser um <laughs> yeah. you, you know what else was curious what the the conflict that rose between butch and ed in this episode oh butch and ed we really didn't organize these well today did we <laughs> so i can't wait for the butch versus ed showdown that we know is coming i've loved butch since the beginning but he is no match for ed nigma especially mm-hmm. with the nigma 
Nick Mobble Pot. Nick Mobble Pot. Nick Mobble Pot love fest that we have going mm. on right now, whether it's one I would also accept Eswald. No, Nick Mobble Pot. Okay. Um, Butch was the old school crew with the giant bazooka, but Ed is cunning and tricky and pretty good at dissolving corpses with acid when <laughs> necessary. So as Bill has pointed out in the past and on this episode, Butch is not a leader. Every time he tries, he fails. And I truly think that's what lost him Tabby because uh-huh. she respects the, the leader and the mm-hmm. power and Butch just don't have that. Well, he yeah, can't. she does definitely because she attached herself to Theo, then Butch, and now Barbara. And Barbara, I'm sorry, she's a leader. Definitely, she could she could lead a like little crew of crazy <laughs> girls. Um, he either needs to accept his position as the muscle or dance off into the sunset. Uh, Win in the chat room thinks that Bush sh- Butch should go back to fish. Does Butch know that Fush- Fish is still alive? I. Th- Think it's an, I think it's like suspected, but it, I, I could definitely see that happening though, because he had a lot of affection for fish before the whole penguin thing went down. Yes, he did. So, so I wouldn't be especially now that he feels like he's being kind of cut out by mm-hmm. penguin. Him going back to fish would be pretty likely, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, so let's see here. Uh, my last point oh, is uh, let's do it. Yeah, what day does Gotham air, Anne Marie? Um, Mondays. Mondays. Okay, okay. And what day was Solomon Grundy born? Rumor has it he was born on a Monday. Like a Monday night around Monday eight fifty nine PM. Yeah, I think right at the end of the right episode. The episode last so. night. Yeah. 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 I think we've seen the birth of Solomon Grundy in Captain Barnes. And if you've been listening to the podcast, this is something I totally called like a weeks year ago. ago. Like, not maybe not a year ago, but like, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been at least a few weeks. I've been banging this drum, and finally, people are hearing the drum beat, and things are happening. Uh, you know, Barnes with some blood blood to the eye. His skin goes white. He growls. Sounds like Solomon Grundy to me. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. Uh, say I called it before they reveal it, but I'm pretty sure no, I no, called no. it. You love to say that you were. I, I do. I do love to love say when your theories are right. <laughs> Do not lie to the people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, moving <laughs> forward, we're probably going to see this play out even more. Yeah. But I, the one question I had is that if the blood exposes the true self, why is Barnes a giant zombie dude, the Solomon Grundy? Mm-hmm. Uh, or why is it going to become that? I, I'm thinking that – and this is something that has been implied a lot. I, uh, there's this bad part of Captain Barnes yes. that he constantly uh, calls out during his heart-to-hearts with uh, Jim. With Jim. Uh, and I, I feel this is a part that he's repressed about himself, this mm-hmm. bad negative side. And I think that's what's going to come out mm-hmm. in Solomon Grundy. Uh, just this kind of cruel I, – I almost uh, – I don't want to say he's going to be like Vic Mackey from The Shield, but he might be a little like Vic Mackey from The Shield, but uh, a little dumber. <laughs> you know. But uh, I mean because Solomon Grundy is very much a brute. Uh, he's very you know Hulk-like. He talks monosyllabically. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's more about the hitting than the talking and the strategizing. Okay. But I, I, I think if any part of Barnes's true self is going to come out in Solomon Grundy, it's going to be that part in his past that he's alluded to but we've never really seen before. Okay. I mean, I, I, although I don't know. I, I think we've maybe seen touches of that when he gets really angry about Jim, Jim going off book. You know about Jim in general? Anything yeah. Jim does? Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But I, I'm pretty confident that I totally called yeah. Barnes being Solomon Grundy. Yeah, you did. So yeah, born on a Monday. Okay. So other people at the GCPD, Mr. Harvey Bullock. Bullock. Have we see? Are we? Are we at the end of the Harvey Bullock story? Mm-hmm. I hope not. <laughs> we and especially Bill have been calling this for a while because you know Bill and his crazy theories that always seem to come true. 
Um, <clears throat> but in this episode, we actually got bits of foreshadowing or maybe those sneaky Gotham TV writers are just trying to throw us off the trail because we're uh-huh. getting too good. So first we get Harvey talking about writing something on his tombstone. And then at the end, Barnes tells Bullock that Jim Gordon is going to get him killed one day. No, Gotham TV writers. I say <laughs> no to this storyline. No. You don't want Bullock dead. No, I love Bullock. And his drawer full of goodies. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Donald Logue keeps going around talking about how he wants to revive Terriers on FX. So no. <laughs> maybe, maybe no, that's doesn't. part of it. But, uh, no, I I do feel, as I have felt, that Harvey is not long for this world, that he's going to be – maybe it'll end up being like the the season – the mid-season cliffhanger or something. Mm, That could make sense. Or, you know, the big climax of of this whole story. But uh, we will see. But uh, I I am going to be sad when he's gone. But I totally see it going there. And I think it's going to be very impactful too. Yeah, it will. Although they they might be getting a little too on the nose with the foreshadowing just because, like, keep saying he's going to die. Keep saying he's going to die. Eh, guy's Mm -hmm. probably going to die. Yeah. Over in the chat room, uh, Bobby says, Fish needs to stay away for a while. I can only handle her in small doses. Well, so can the budget of Gotham. So you're probably okay. And, Especially because uh, she's a guest now, yeah. Yeah, and Wynn says that's how I feel about Hatter, Bobby. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, then uh, Mayor McPangy Pants says once Barnes turns, this will facilitate facilitate Jim coming back to the GCPD. Mm-hmm. I de- definitely see that. And Bobby doesn't think that uh, they're going to kill off Bullock. No. Mm-mm. I'm uh, Bobby. I'm sorry. You're wrong. But, uh, you know, it happens. Okay, uh, so let's see here. Um, It's time for the arbitrary scale, where we decide how we feel about this episode, come to a conclusive conclusion Hmm. by me picking out some random thing in my head. Something random. We've never heard it before. Yeah, okay, so let's see. Out of 417 pieces of flair, Anne-Marie, how many pieces of flair do you give this episode? I'm going to give it 400. 400. It's Why? a big number, so I have to have a little bit of buffer room. And by the way, in the chat room, you can chime please in vote. too. Please, please. Um, no, I just, I absolutely loved it. Um, I don't like the foreshadowing of the Harvey Bullock. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know how I feel about Yanni Bruce. Batty Bruce. Yanni and all of that. And I really wanted Alice to stick around for a while. Yeah. I really thought we were going to get her for a few more episodes. So that kind of makes me sad. Yeah. It's a, it's a little sad. A little it's a sad. little sad. It's little okay, sad. though. How about you? Okay. Uh, well, Bobby says nice scale. Um, let's see. As for me, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it 390 pieces of flair okay. because, well, I really liked a lot of aspects of the episode. Mm-hmm. It definitely felt like uh, like glue bridging last week's episode with next week's episode. Mm-hmm. And at times it felt a little like it was spinning its wheels to get there, especially with the gym storyline. Mm-hmm. Like how many times can we see him? Tick tock, tick tock. You yeah. know, uh, I, so, so I, I felt that drug a little bit, but I definitely think it's a necessary episode to get to next week, which looks amazing. We're, we're right. going to be talking about it in a minute. Uh, over in the chat room, let's see. Uh, Bobby says uh, 400 sounds about right. and uh, 400 pieces of flair. And uh, then Wynn says 357 pieces of flair because Hatter. Wynn is not a fan of the Mad Hatter. And then uh, Mayor McPangy Pants says 390 pieces of flair. Matching my rating exactly. So I Amazing. agree with you. And uh, Jimbo says uh, 400 pieces of flair is good. Team 400, whoop. <laughs> Team 400. All right, so I guess that about does it. Uh, feel free, if you're still in the chat room, to give us your scale. But now, 
on to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Gotham and Lucifer each scored a 1.1 for Fox, which was incidentally... The same that Supergirl got on its premiere on the CW. I just thought we'd point that out because, you know, DC TV podcast. Which is interesting because, you know, uh, 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 1.1 is really good for a CW show. I I mean, like Flash, Arrow, they're normally like 0.7, 0.9, somewhere in there. uh, I was reading somewhere that it makes Supergirl the number two show on CW. But... Yeah, it, next to but, my crazy ex-girlfriend, right? No, next to Flash. Oh, I thought it was yeah, uh, it's crazy ex-girlfriend. Flash. No, but it was also pointed out that the numbers are significantly lower than when it was on... CBS. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I actually am quite surprised by how low it did since it had Superman on it. But this that's not our show. Our yeah. show is Gotham. It, and if I remember correctly, good. Supergirl, uh, it premiered at like a 2.3 or... Oh, it premiered at like a 3 and then it dropped in half. Yeah, because it was uh, Big Bang Theory was its lead-in. And, uh, no, it was just because they really No, no, it. no, it was. It, oh, okay. Big Bang Theory was its lead-in and it was the last episode for a number of weeks of Big Bang Theory. Uh, and then it slowly dipped into where at the end of last season it was it was like around a 1.3 or something so dipped a little bit from cbs a lot of interest still there uh you know it's all good in the hood uh check out supergirl radio uh part of the dc tv podcast network that we're a part of us uh the derby kid host uh but let's see she's not the only host (laughs) well uh, she's she's (laughs) she's the only one that we both the host of continuity but uh okay it's time to check out the preview for next week's episode of gotham any th- any what is it anything for you anything okay. for you and this looks this episode looks ah. completely crazy pants uh you know w- we're similar to pinky pants but crazy barnes is looking a little normal mm. there ed is definitely uh back at the gcpd uh kind of rubbing it in no, zaz is back zaz. Uh, tabby's on, on a motorbike there is a party going on and i want invited yes there's definitely and uh the red hood gang is back too with some upgrades okay imagine everything that has ever happened in gotham so far it's coming back in this episode except for maybe fish mooney maybe you never know maybe she'll be under that red hood there's a party going on i feel like fish is gonna be there fish does like a good party for sure (laughs) a reason to dress up fancy Mm -hmm. (laughs) and bobby says sorry in the chat room i think i'm assuming that's Sorry for being wrong. It's okay, Bobby. We forgive you. Aww, okay, <laughs> but Bobby. Let, let's see here. If if you want to, uh, Emery. What? Why don't you tell them how they can let us know what they thought about next week's episode? Okay, we would love, love, love to hear from you guys. So please send us your emails over at legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Send us some tweets at legendsofgotham. Join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash legendsofgotham. Or leave us our absolutely, totally, 100% favorite voicemails at 424-274-2352. That number again is 424-274-2352. Some might even say 2350. I won't, though. You won't? I won't. I do not say phone numbers like that. Well, That's fair. Uh, but Somebody I, else might say it, though. First up, as always, is uh, Bobby's voicemail. Take it away, Bobby. <laughs> hey, guys. Bobby here. All right. So uh, this is the Bobby's like right here. 66th this show has ever been. I know we've talked about the comparison before, but everything about this show screamed it. I mean, they might as well have had Goon written across some of those people's chests. I love <laughs> what they're doing with the Hatter. Uh, of course, with him and his sister, Alice, ew. But uh, I did not expect to see the tweeds. That was a nice surprise, especially seeing Dum- uh, Dumfrey and D. 
Weaver reimagined as uh, luchador wrestlers. Nice touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole Edward Oswald thing, I don't think uh, Edward had any ulterior motives. He, mm-hmm. he definitely seemed legitimately surprised uh, when he was declared as chief of staff. Um, of course, you know, maybe he's a bit jealous of Brooks. He would like to see him go to the back burner, but, you know, that's what it is. It is what it is. I don't, again, I don't think it's any, like, <sighs> uh, sinister motives. That's the word I'm looking for. Sinister. Um, but I just feel like he def- he he was telling Penguin the truth. He wanted him to feel the admiration that he deserved. Uh, deserved, huh? <laughs> it's good. I still find it crazy, like how much they like make you feel for these villains. And mm-hmm. I also like where. I mean, he's at a very high point right now. So like, where does he go from here? What makes the Penguin and Riddler become Penguin and Riddler? Where's the fall? And of course, you know that's. Therein lies the drama. Um, okay, mm-hmm. the uh, Bruce and Alfred. I love any time they're on screen together. This episode was no different. Uh, I think David is killing it, playing double duty as him and the clone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he has much improved since that first episode where I was a little. Well, it nervous was probably the it. first one where he was like, I don't know, I'm the one. Yeah, and they're fleshing out the character a bit more too, so it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the same scene together when they're talking to each other, it sound, you know, if, if you had the sound down, you, it sounds like two different people talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, or the, if you had the sound down, if you weren't, you know what I meant. <laughs> if you weren't watching the video and you just were listening to the sound. Um, oh, what else did I want to mention? Lee, yeah, you should have waited a few minutes. Come on. It was just, it wasn't like he left you hanging for years. I mean, he had to deal too. I, <laughs> you know, at this point, I can't even remember. Was he locked up when she went away? Yes. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, what else did I want to mention? Uh, you know what? <sighs> oh, if if Alice is the only thing keeping the Hatter sane, isn't that what he said? Alice, is, uh, you're the only thing keeping me sane. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then I can't wait to see what Gotham what Gotham has in store for them. Um, oh, and then the blood thing in the eye. It, maybe Bill's right. Maybe he's going to be Solomon Grundy. I could see him lurching around with that limp and all. But then yep. in the scenes for next week, it shows him reg- you know, like he's normal, like he's fine. Because Bobby, get out of my head. Like that other guy last week was like, wow, 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 instantly. Anyway, <laughs> um, now I'm rambling and I'm, I don't have a lot of time. Um, so out of uh, uh, 47, I like that number. Okay, 35 drops of <clears throat> 35 drops of Alice's blood. I'm going to give it 33. Uh, there were a few scenes that were a little iffy for me. For, for the most part, I really love this episode. I really like what they're doing with the season so far. And End he's done. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bobby. <laughs> very much appreciated. Excellent. And I, 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 think, I think he just, Bobby keeps getting closer and closer to our start time to send in the voicemails. As he's a really trying. Us, yeah. Which, Hence, Anne-Marie did contact info today. That, like Bobby, if you could wait until nine twenty or so to send in your voicemail, that would that would make it even more challenging. So, It'd be just so exciting. Uh, we love you, Bobby. We're we just kidding you. with you. Okay, um, next up is a, a letter from Holy Bat Pastor. Holy Bat oh, Pastor says, "Bill okay. and Anne Marie, I hate that I can't be with you in the other gorgeous Gothamites tonight, but I missed last night's newest episode because I was with my girlfriend ooh, oh. at the theatrical showing of Batman: Return of the Cape Crusaders animated <gasps> feature." Oh. Suffice it to say, I wasn't shirking my Batman duties completely. I have finally seen Gotham's latest episode in the past couple of hours and have yet to watch it enough to adequately discuss it. But I wanted to weigh in on the fascinating direction awaiting Yanni Bruce. Uh, Will he be trained as a new Talon? I hope we get to witness that the real Bruce and future Batman actually take tips and cues from his doppelganger. Uh, yet I not, love it, doppelganger. Doppelganger. Yet not in terms of ethics and motivation. 
action only in reference to his execution of skill, proficiency, and resistance to pain. Uh, by the way, I will confess to being a true bat nerd. Duh, your holy bat master. Uh, the scene regarding the power of love and acceptance between right. Cobblepot and Nigma after the election was clinched was, in a word, moving. I may or may not have teared up. Just don't tell anyone. Happy to catch up with y'all real soon. Love you both very much. Holy Bat Pastor. Kisses to the Holy Bat Pastor. And uh, over in the chat room, Bobby says, don't tempt me <laughs> as far as sending in the late voicemail. I Jim- <laughs> Jimbo says uh, Bruce was jealous of uh, Batty Bruce and Selena. That it- was hilarious. Yeah, it- and Selena is always playing the nurse slash seamstress. Somebody has How to. How did she know what Yanni or what Bruce's torso you know what? Like, I too. think she actually learned that though when Bruce was with her because mm-hmm. he sewed her somebody up. Okay, remember okay. when he yeah. was living with her? And no, it was her coat. He fixed her coat, so he had to have mm-hmm. taught her how to sew. Yeah. Okay, so oh, we have one we have, more, right? Yeah, we have one from Mike Ellis. Hey guys, in the middle of last season, I began looking for a podcast for Gotham and tried several, but something just clicked about y'all's. Thank you. Thank you. We're clicky. We're clicky. Since Batman was the first cartoon I ever saw, I have been a Batman fan since I was a kid. A matter of fact, I am a youth pastor. Apparently, the pastors love us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going through a series on superhero and Batman is coming up. Anyways, I have a theory. I believe since the blood from Alice fell into Captain Barnes's eye, your theory of becoming Solomon Grundy. Um, also watched Supergirl and they gave a shout out to Gotham this week. Hi. Interesting. Uh, when Superman saved a family towards the end, the dad said, says we're moving back to gotham <laughs> anyway enjoy the show and can't wait till this week's episode mike ellis thank, thank you, mike. you and as always uh you can write us and you have an extra day next week because we're not recording until wednesday we want to hear what you think about next week's episode so you know wipe the blood from your eyes email us legends of gotham at gmail.com tweet us at legends of gotham the facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash legends of gotham and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352 again that's 424-274-2352 uh bobby in the chat room says i can't believe they got shatner for the follow-up to return of the cape Cape crusaders and Uh, my that's a good transition into our coming show yeah i was just gonna say if you're watching live uh, we are going to be doing our universe box pop culture news show at 10 p.m est tuesday and thursday nights this is Tuesday, obviously. But uh, if you want to stick around in the chat room, uh, you might need to refresh the page. Maybe about five minutes after we go dark, I'll have the new video up there. We'd love to have you in the chat for Universe Box. Or you can check it out at universebox.com. Anne-Marie, uh, we would like to thank our chatters, by yes, the way. Yes, thank you, chatters. Please join us next Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. EST. And then back to Tuesdays after that. Yeah, but a little of this and a little of that yeah. and a little of this. Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at – no, what is it? At AMT. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Um, or check out my blog, crunchycrafty.com. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at oh. universebox.com. And you can follow this up, up with a, a nice shot of rum because – Hi. Who doesn't like rum, right? Rum. Rum. Uh, yeah, well, I, I think that's going to about do it for this week. Uh, we're going to be back next week, Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. EST. Remember that, Wednesday. Wednesday next week. Yeah, an extra day Tuesday. for feedback, an extra day to get in the chat room. Yeah. Uh, so uh, join us next time for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Oh, legends, huh? Legends so of Gotham. legendary. Who is Gotham? <laughs> Why is he legendary? <laughs> what? Where?
Blood to the ah. Eye. <laughs> Born on a Monday. Don't be creepy with your sister. Cool, cool, cool. Gotta go, gotta go, go, gotta go. All right, you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let me make sure I have all my, my P's and Q'd.